The real estate market is booming. Whether you look in the suburbs or the city, Chicago continues to expand, creating incredible opportunities for those in the know. We'll connect with Chicago's real estate moguls to bring you the wisdom and expertise to help make your next real estate move a lucrative one on the Real Estate Moguls Podcast. How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce, and welcome to the Real Estate Moguls Podcast. Today, I'm joined by real estate broker, Ardit Testari. Ardit, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. It is a pleasure. It's been a pleasure getting to know you, too. Yeah. Wonderful guy. Um, and you've got quite a fascinating story in terms of real estate. You know, you uh, originally from Albania, right? Yes, that's correct. I came here in 2003. And, uh, you, man, you were telling about some of the things that, that was going on as, as you left Albania. And it's it's crazy. I can tell, you know, you got that that work ethic and, and that toughness about you that, that I think lie underneath the, you know, that, that smile and the charisma. So... Uh, tell me about what it was like growing up there and coming here and just some of the things that you experienced. Um, it was a very different um, environment growing up there. Um, the 90s were pretty tumultuous. We had, mm. you know, from Civil War to war next door to us. Um, not the typical childhood you'd see here, but, you know, the 2000s or early 2000s were great. I went to a boarding school before coming here, so I've been away from home since I was 13. Wow. And then I moved to the U.S. when I turned 17 and, you know, 19 years ago. Wow. I mean, <laughs> the immigrant story is always a beautiful one. You know, everybody has a, a different story and a reason for coming. And, you know, for you, one of the things that we were talking about was just how you got involved in the hospitality industry right away. And people still, to this day, recognize you from your work back then. Yeah, like a lot of immigrants, when you first move to the country, restaurant industry and service jobs are kind of the places you gravitate to. Absolutely. Easy to get, but I started working in the restaurant industry. I loved it. I was there for 15 years and, you know, really loved working with people. It was fun. And then you took that passion into real estate. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I mean, I love the story because, um, you know, if, if I'm, well, if I make it a little ahead, right, that you and your husband, mm -hmm. that um, when you guys met, weren't in real estate there was no both of you were in the hospitality industry that's correct yeah Tell me we, about that we were both in restaurants it was great because when we met our schedules were similar it was always easier going out with people that weren't your same schedule yeah oh, you right, know right, right. we were night people we worked in the evenings and we had our days ourselves and then at one point we decided that we wanted to pivot and switch careers we had friends that had gone into real estate and we both knew or at least i knew that i really still wanted to work with people and we decided to give it a try. What was that like starting out? I mean, tell me about that conversation because you did it together. It wasn't like, right. it was a team <laughs> effort, right? And, and, and I love the way you describe your dynamic too because you recognize the things that you're good at and, and, and you're good at them because you like them and you're not good at the other things because you don't like it. And But that's where you really are, are a great team. Yeah. Right? Um, I mean, we took the classes together, gave took the exam together, and we you know signed up with that properties together. But the first six months, it was a lot of adjusting. It's one thing living together. Right. It's one thing working together. How was that? Um, it, it was it was an adjustment. Yeah. <laughs> but, Seems like you handled it well. Yeah. No, we're still together and we're still <laughs> in the uh, in real estate. Um, but we realized that he likes to have more of the organizational stuff, the reaching out to people. He kind of runs the back of the house. He runs listings, and he's like really detail oriented. And I like to be in the car driving around with clients and working with buyers mainly. So kind of whatever aspect we've taken with the business kind of suits our personalities. For sure. And, and I guess, you know, for even for me, thinking about real estate or you go say, hey, I'm going to go hire a realtor. 
with, with you guys, is it you get a team effort no matter what? Yes, we take the lead with different clients, you know, whoever we connect with, you know, depending where they come from too, because they could be friends of mine, friends of his sure. originally. So, but yeah, you get both of us. We're both involved in all deals. Just in case something happens, one of us can take over, and it's kind of it's nice for sure. No, I mean, like I said, team team. <laughs> What is it? Uh, teamwork makes the dream work, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then you know, we're talking a little bit about how, uh, well, first of all, uh, is it this weekend or today or tomorrow you guys are having an in-person event, right? Tonight, actually. It's our very first in-person client event, which is exciting because when we really got into real estate, COVID hit, and yeah. this is only our fourth year in the business, and now you know we're able to have events in person and have enough clients to, for, to attend. So. <laughs> and what was that like? I mean, you know, pre-doing this, obviously, and that's awesome that we're, you know, back to this. How did you have to pivot like everyone else during a time when, one, you had just started, but it seems like you you began to get your footing in real estate, right? You're a couple years in at that point and the pandemic hits. What, what was that conversation between you two? What, what you know, what changes did you have to make um, to continue that communication? Well, at first, when the pandemic hit, was like, oh, we just put all of our eggs in the same basket. But two weeks into it, people still have to move and people had to was crazy look for times, homes. Right? Yeah. yeah, It was a lot of online things. We did a few um, virtual showings and FaceTime, but, you know, we still kept getting phone calls and calling people and doing the same things. And showings have to be done in person because people are buying houses and it's a big decision. So Absolutely. I don't think, at least in our industry, the pandemic, besides changing dynamics on where the business was at, I don't think it, you know, it actually kind of made us all busy. Yeah, no, I mean, it did. It really did. And, and everything changed. But what did you find as far as your interactions with people changed um, in terms of what they were looking for, right? Was it that now, hey, I have to be at home and I'm looking for more space or things that I Absolutely. might have to, Yeah, a lot of that. Yeah, so a lot of, I'm in a one bedroom, I need a second bedroom because I'm now working from home and I need a home office. I need outdoor space because I'm not going anywhere. So now I'm, I'm spending so much time at home that people were starting to coax or they're looking for nicer kitchens. So it was, people were looking for more comfort in their own house. What was the most difficult part of all of it for you? Or at least, you know, even it doesn't have to be COVID related, right? But some of those challenges that you saw that, that, you found solutions for me that may be a little different than what other realtors were doing. You know, how, how, how did you create that brand for yourself in terms of how you show up for your clients? Well, it's um, a good question. But like you said, with us, you're getting a team. So you got two people. So it's all about brainstorming sometimes because everyone has access to the same property, sees the same things. But at the end of the day, it's coming up with creative solutions. If there are no properties in this you know, specific area, start throwing ideas around. And, you know, when I'm running out of ideas, Bobby starts coming up with ideas. So it's <laughs> kind of great and vice versa. So I think that's one of the things that's really sets us apart. And it's also communication. We're always super responsive. So you have to play therapist with most of your clients most of the time because it's such a, you know, some people act differently, but it's a pretty big decision. So we're always there when they're calling. We're like, yes, what's up? So one of us is always picking up, so which is great. But it seems like you had a little experience in the therapy department because you were a bartender. I saw a mixologist at that point, right? <laughs> yeah, sure, that, that seems like that's part of the job description. Yes, I was, I was also the pharmacist at that point, too. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, when, when you think about, I guess, your experience in the hospitality industry, and, and you hear a lot about that, right? People make career changes. No one 
as far as I know, there's very few people who say, I'm a little kid, I want to be a realtor. And, and they pursue that actively. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with people changing jobs, but for you and both of you, did you find that those skills that you were developing, in essence, maybe not at the time that you were doing it, right, but realize now, looking back, how much it's helping you in your career now? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, sometimes in a restaurant, the house is burning down, but you're bringing, you know, your customer service face in front of people and you're like, everything's great. Your food's coming in just two minutes. And, you know, chef's cut himself, the kitchen's on fire. But, you know, you learn how to make sure that people are having a good time and they're having a good experience. I think it's all about the experience because they can buy a home with anyone, but it's how they get there, really, that really matters. Well, and I think oftentimes, you know, people miss the opportunity where, I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't want to have more friends, right? And so if you find someone that you like and you can work with, make a friend out of the deal too, right? Not just uh, find a realtor and find a home. Exactly. Now, did you find that when you were transitioning out of the hospitality industry that others saw you and were like, hey, what are you doing? I could do that too, especially since the hospitality industry took a big hit. Uh, And you guys had momentum already, right? But but some people, like, they didn't have an option. I think it's a pretty normal transition from the hospitality industry into real estate. We've seen a lot of people before us. Mm-hmm. Some of them inspired us to, to to be realtors. But I saw, especially during the pandemic with restaurants closed, a lot of people pivoted it and went into real estate. Yeah, that, I think that's, that's a very true statement. And you hear it a lot now that a lot of the people that we talked to started really in the pandemic. Like that was their thing. Like I, I was working in hospitality. Now I'm in real estate. What advice do you give people who are, have either started that journey or are considering it or, you know, just as an option? What, what advice would you give to yourself, you know, back then to, that, that you've learned in, in, in these experiences? You know, it's, it's all about the people that you know and you, that trust and like you. And it's really just keep in touch with people and keep at it with real estate the first year or first two years will will be very tough but keep at it because it is really what you put it in in this business that comes back to you and it's not just uh just communicating for the sake of communicating right just to hear a simple text message you were you're handwriting some notes and you're doing some some cool things right yeah i mean you have to be like hey we're friends i mean obviously a lot of our clients have become our friends and we thankfully liked 99% 99% of the people that we work with, and we still have friends that were like, hey, we're, we're here, we're in the business, we want to remind you that we're in the business. So, you know, sometimes we come up with creative gifts, especially during the height of the pandemic that we couldn't do in-person events with clients or right. even go, you know, take someone out for dinner. Um, so we come up with like cocktail kits that we send people, baking kits during the holidays. Oh, no so way. It's, yeah. It's, well, tell me about the cocktail kits. That uh, sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it was during Thanksgiving of last year and it was all these um, dry spices <laughs> and honey to make the syrup and then created a cocktail booklet with like different recipes and a couple of NA versions of them for, you know, folks that don't like, you know, to, to, hit, to hit the bottle. Right. But they still want something that tastes good. So we sent it and it was, we had so many people call us. That was so cool. Thank you so much for sending it over. Oh yeah, it had a little jig or two in there and yeah, it was was pretty cool. That seems like a business in and of itself. (laughs) um, You know, we had uh, just recently were followed or following someone on Instagram, but they're, uh, they do charcuterie boards. Oh yeah. It's kind of that same, you know, 
pre-done or whatever, but there's something beautiful about that, that I don't, you know, it's not just a gift, but it's something that you're, you're intended to, to share and do with others, right? Yeah. And it's something that the idea with the gift is because sometimes, you know, you can send someone a card that goes in, you know, mm-hmm. trash, but you know, you're giving them something that they're most likely keep right. or use. So what know. do you find has been the most successful thing that you've done in terms of your marketing? I think really just reaching out to people and sending. That's really it, huh? Yeah. That's the the secret sauce is just be be nice. <laughs> be nice, be friendly, you know, if, and be yourself. Now, how do you handle those situations where, you know, 99% of the, of the people you do like, right? And, and I love to ask <laughs> these questions. I think it's so important. You know, not, it's not always going to be a good fit. No. Right? A, people are just different and we have different tastes, different preferences and different communication styles. How do you handle those times where you say, look, I, I just know I'm not going to, this is not going to go well for me personally, or I'm not going to enjoy the experience of working with this client. How do you handle those difficult uh, moments? Well, you remind yourself that you have to be professional. Right. And at the end of the deal, they're looking to buy a place. So you're going to try one way or another to take them to the destination. They don't have to work with you. That's, that's the thing. They really, there's a lot of us out there. So you still are going to be nice. You're still going to be professional, treat them with respect and how they need to be treated. But you also have to be truthful because sometimes, you know, it's a learning curve. We work with a lot of first time home buyers, and I love the part where I'm teaching someone something and I'm giving value to them. So you try and give as much value as you can. And if they see it, fantastic. And if they don't, it's okay. For sure. No, that's a great point and great advice. And talk to me a little bit about when you guys first started and made the decision that, you know, hey, you're going to pursue real estate and now you're looking for a home, right? Or not a home, but a, a place to work, a place to work from, a brokerage. How did you arrive upon at properties? And you know, did you look at any other places? Was, just, was it love at first sight with that properties? Um, did not really look at many brokerages. At properties was kind of everywhere. Saw the signs. We had friends that worked for at that spoke very highly of it, great company culture, and then filled out their stuff online. They call us in for the interview. We meet with the recruiter, and she was great. But then the managing broker came in, Kim Kerbis, and we just clicked with her. We really liked her. She liked us. We, you know, going back to my restaurant connection, she knew one of my old bosses, so we connected with people that we had in common, and I was like, this is a company I want to work for. I mean, you, you hear about their culture all the time and they promote love, right? So that's yeah. always a positive thing. Nick, what, again, going back to the advice you'd give to, to these newer agents, what should they be looking for when they're looking at brokerages that, you know, sometimes they don't know what to look for? You know, what advice would you give on that? Um, look for a brokerage that gives you training. Not always the case. No, I mean, we, you know, and every agent will tell you whatever we learn during licensing <laughs> you will never use again or really? minimally. Um, but when it comes to the day-to-day stuff, you need people to tell you, like, reaching out, keeping in touch, um, how a transaction goes, how to fill out a contract. I remember the first contract we had to fill out, it almost took us 48 hours because we were so nervous. Now it takes 20 minutes, you know? <laughs> but, yeah, look for training. Look for a company that has the same values as you do, but at the same time will offer really good training because that's important. And then what about technology and, 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 you know, in terms of using it, in terms of managing it, but also from a, a, a communication slash social media standpoint, how do you leverage technology in, in your day to day? So app properties, when it comes to the back end of things, and we're sending digital 
CMAs and digital listing presentations has a really great um, technology support for us. So that seems to be important too. Really good tools. Yes, it's huge. It's a huge thing to look for in brokerage. But when it comes to social media, they provide us with a lot of materials to share. But I think you also have to be creative on your own so you can be your authentic self when you're on social media posting. For sure. Now, and, and when you're working with other agents, right, how, how is that? Tell me a little bit about you know, the way that, that you communicate your style and, and just leveraging, or, or not leveraging, but rather handling the very different communication styles of other realtors representing you know, the other side, if you will. I mean, I feel like every transaction is different. I find that um, if you know, we're we both have the same goal to make our clients happy. So I I, I feel like I try and be as nice as possible and as professional. And more often than not, you'll get great results. Sometimes you you know hit snags, but I I think treat them the way you want to be treated, and I think you'll get to the to the desired position. Yeah, absolutely, and if anything, I mean. You treat people how you are, not how they treat you, right? So that's yeah, that, that's a great answer. Now, tell me about the future, the vision for what you guys are doing. You know, what are some of the goals that you have out there, and you know, expectations, visions, all that. So from the get-go, we've wanted to be our own team. Um, we are hoping to grow our own team in the future. Obviously, we've only been in this industry for four years, and they've been, especially the last couple, some really good four years. But our goal is to grow. Yeah. Um, we, we're still probably going to keep it boutique small, but it's going to be you know, make a comfortable living, make sure the people that work for us have, make a comfortable living, and then have some quality of life. Maybe get licensed somewhere warm, too. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> have a place to go when it's uh, you know, zero degrees here. Yes. Yeah. Now, Fahrenheit. <laughs> do you, is, there, is there something that you have a passion for in terms of real estate? Like a lot of times we have realtors... And obviously, you have the difference between commercial and, and residential, and it seems like you're doing a lot of residential. Right. But but in terms of the, the demographic or, or areas or, you know, price points, are, is there something that, that you feel most comfortable or passionate about like, pursuing? So we work all over Chicago, I mean, um, and we really don't have a set demographic that we like to work with. But I personally, the most fulfilling has been first-time homebuyers. For sure. Just because it's a new journey for them and you really get to help them out. And it's really such a great experience and satisfying from both sides. So that's really been my passion. But honestly, we've, you know, worked with investors. We'll work with we'll work with anyone. And how much of that learning curve that you talked about before where you like educating people is really based on almost like a false pretense of I can't afford a house or I'm renting because it's, it seems out of reach or it's difficult or it's expensive, you know, how much do you have to really re-educate people or educate for the first time that it is possible and it's not as sometimes difficult as uh, people make it out to be? Some people are more savvy. Um, and then I think it's the process more than anything that scares people. Hmm. Cause, um, you know, I've worked with great lenders and when it comes to the affordability I have a few that I recommend right away just so they can talk to and it's always good to get your financials in order beforehand and to know how much they can spend. But when it comes to the process, we try and do at least a 30 to 45 minute consultation to say like, hey, there's going to be an inspection. These are the costs. There's attorney review and everything they need to kind of look out for during during the process. For sure. And and, and as you built that team of, of referral partners, right, whether it be lenders, exactly. attorneys. 
tell me how, how you went about that, right? What was what, what were you looking for in partners specifically that you know that, that you feel comfortable referring business to that that reflects on you? Um, honestly, it's communication. It's always been communication for us. We take pride on how we communicate with our clients. We're super responsive. We're quick to communicate. We treat everyone fairly and nicely. So when it comes to lenders and attorneys and inspectors, we we, we look for people that are kind of like us in that in that sense. Awesome. No, I mean, it makes sense. And I can already tell you have a great communication style. And as far as I'm concerned, our, our communication has been great. So I appreciate <laughs> that. You know, and, and as far as those who are out there listening, who... Is best to, who, who should be reaching out to you? Who do you want to connect with that um, that should contact you on the forum on the, on the site? Anyone that's curious about the about buying a house, the market, or selling. Honestly, we just like to talk about it. If you just want to have a conversation, you may be looking to buy or sell right now or a year from now. Just good to talk. We like that. I like coffee, so we can meet for coffee. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> well, if you're out there and that sounds like, like you and you're looking, I would highly encourage you to reach out to Artit. You can do so, like I said, on the forum. He gets that directly in his inbox. But you know, I just want to thank you for coming in, number one, sharing your story and, and just being you. Thank you for having me. This was awesome. <laughs>